And welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. Uh, you just heard some different music there because this is a, this is a different type of podcast today. We're, we're not talking Man of Steel. Uh, we're, we're moving to Gotham City for a, a good reason. Um, today's going to be kind of part eulogy, part celebration, but we lost uh, voice actor and all around uh, beacon of the comic book nerd community, Kevin Conroy, this week. Uh, and just thought we should kind of convene and and talk about it. I, I was saying to the panel here that I just wanted to mourn with people that 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 felt the loss too. So without further ado, we've got Mr. Zach Moore. Hello there, Mr. Lance Laster. What's up? And Mr. Cavante Chillis. How's it going? Welcome, guys. Welcome to Metropolis. Welcome to Gotham. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like I I don't even know. Where to start here? For anyone, you know, because we're on Lois and Clark, just for anyone that doesn't know, Kevin Conroy uh, was uh, uh, primarily a voice actor now, but initially a Juilliard-trained actor, like, went to school with Christopher Reeve and roomed with Robin Williams, and there's so many great stories of what that experience was like, um, and then was, like, not a comic book fan at all, and randomly got called, was in Los Angeles uh, when they were looking for voice actors for Batman the Animated Series back in, I guess that would have been 91, mm. um, went in cold, not knowing anything besides like the old Adam West 60s show, um, and was kind of given the brief there and on instinct did this like dark, gritty, I'm not going to do the impression, you know, but <laughs> this incredible cold read apparently. And after seeing like 500 people, they basically cast this guy they didn't know on the spot and he had that job and that job led to uh, tons more series and he's basically been playing Batman for the past 30 plus years um, in that and in live action for a second. We'll get to mm -hmm. that. But um, so like he was he was the voice of Batman for most of us. So like let's 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 talk about it, guys. Like when was the first time you experienced his Batman, if you can remember, like, I don't remember a time before the animated series, you know, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I remember watching the premiere of Batman, the animated series, cause it premiered in primetime television. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I was six when that show came out and, um, obviously already a huge Batman person. Um, and so this came out and I was like, well, yeah, like even as a, you know, a six year old, I was like, this is, this is it. This is, yeah. This, this is it. This is the deal. And I've, you know, Kevin Conroy has been in my life ever since. Right. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's basically, you know, if I had to boil it down, that's, that's pretty much everything. Right. Cause he was yeah. Batman in that. And then we got to see him more in Batman beyond. And then we got to see mm -hmm. him a couple times in Superman, the animated series. And then we got to see him in justice league. And then we got to see him, uh, uh, in all of the video games pertaining to the animated series, number one, yeah. and then the Arkham games. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then like a lot of these, these animated movies that came out, you know, more recently, he has been Batman in a lot of them. Uh, they've, mm -hmm. they kind of tried to, you know, do a different person and kind of do a different castings a couple of times here and there. But for a lot of them, he they went back to the well because, you know, Kevin is, you know, Batman. So they went to yeah. the person who, who is the dude to be the dude. Um, it, and it felt like when they were doing the big stories, the big Justice League one, they're like, we're not going to fuck around. We'll just get Kevin. Exactly. Like the, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then also and then, you know, you know, his last big hurrah, I guess, would would be being him in 
in quote unquote real life. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and he was a live action Bruce Wayne um, in Crisis on Infinite Earth. So again, he's he's done it all. He is in my mind the undisputed, you know, number one Batman. Uh, period. <laughs> and um, and so yeah, like what a, what a legacy, what a what a career. Um, and, uh, just what a guy, like all the stories you hear about him, um, always so positive, always funny, always charismatic. Uh, he'll definitely be missed. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to say like, I wasn't as early on Kevin Conroy as like the animated series. I, I remember watching the animated series as a kid, but really it was Batman beyond. And then the Arkham games. Um, I remember when I got out of the military, I was constantly playing the Arkham games and, um, kind of like, a. Now, when I read Green Arrow comics, I hear I, I read it in Stephen Amell's voice. <laughs> Anytime I see anything with Batman, I, I hear that guy's voice. Yeah, I, that's he, the other yeah, one. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's another huge one. Yeah. Yeah, like he is the voice of Batman, and I still, um, to this day, uh, say that I am Avengers. I am, I, I am Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sound like that to my kids, they have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, uh, we were actually watching some of his uh his episodes. In, I mean, like my kids not knowing anything about the animated series. All they can surmise from it was that he has a cool voice. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's all you need, man. He has a great voice. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Matt, you and I actually recorded a podcast the the day that Adam West died. Uh, yeah, a few years like, ago. randomly, we were already, was scheduled, already scheduled for that. It was, I think it was like some season two episode of Smallville, and uh, yeah. and we we talked for a good probably twenty minutes about it just on that podcast, just to process our feelings. So, first of all, thanks for having us all together to to do this because because uh, man, Kevin Conroy, man, like. Like Lance was saying, like I, I, I similar to you, like I, I watched it when it premiered, right? It was it was a big deal and, and back then, as, as people have heard me mention on podcasts, like my parents would record stuff on VHS tapes and so we <laughs> so we have a lot of those a lot of those early episodes, those Fox Kids episodes, uh, I'd watch over and over and over on VHS and then um it was just it was just on every day after school, and then you know moved on to like Cartoon Network in the mornings, and it was just was always around and then the Batman the Kids animated WB, series. Kids yeah. WB obviously it evolved into that, yeah. right? Which came, which begot Superman and Justice League and all the things Lance said, um, and uh, he was just this anchor to the DCAU, right? I mean, it was it, it all started with Batman, and Batman started with him in this interpretation, and, and to have have him be this custodian of the character for like thirty years, because this is the thirtieth anniversary, and a lot has been made about the thirtieth anniversary of mm-hmm. animated series, so um, so it's been a lot of people's minds this year already. Uh, but not that, not that he ever left, right? Because he was doing the Arkham games, he was doing no, these was animated movies, and and um, yeah, it just it was just so, so something so perfect about it, uh, his his interpretation of the character, and and yeah, like him as well as many other voices from the animated series. Those are the voices that I hear when I read comic books. You know, they're, they're definitive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Carl Lumley, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, know? like <laughs> that's another big yeah. Mark Hamill, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, yeah. of course. So yeah, these guys, they're, um, they're the they're the best of the best, and. Um, yeah, that's I've, I've, I mean, I was five, you know, when he came out, and he's there's never been since then a world without him as Batman. So it's it's a, it's a sad sad day. That that's exactly what it is because like I I've said this before, but like I was I was born in 1990, so like growing up, there were kind of like three Batman that were that were approachable already. There was like we had the 66 VHS. We had, uh, my parents showed me bits of Michael Keaton for some reason <laughs> at two or three. And then we had, like you say, like tapes of my favorite animated series that I watched almost got him fucking constantly, mm-hmm. you know? But it was that thing where it was just like, 
but that that was the one you know like even as a kid you kind of realized like oh this is the story that i want to know and like think how lucky we were it didn't even occur to me until later in life when i realized that that mark hamill was luke skywalker probably when i was in like sixth or seventh grade that <laughs> yeah. i'm like yeah <laughs> oh my god these same people have been doing these voices all my life i just like we were so lucky is as a kid like i just took it for granted that mm -hmm. if i tuned into a batman if i tuned into batman beyond Bruce Wayne would still sound correct. Mm -hmm. You know, That's like huge. we were so lucky. That was a huge component of the success of that show was having the continuity of, of Kevin Conroy be Bruce Wayne again. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you could have done it from scratch, but it wouldn't have mattered as much, right? And that's yeah. a great point you made about how, you know, when you were growing up and when all we were growing up, there were multiple Batmans, and, and, but, but Kevin Conroy was the one consistent. You know, yeah, I mean, right. it, Batman. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you had three live action or uh, three live action Batmans in four movies in the span of you know eight years or whatever, yep. and it's just randomness. But but you know, if you want your, you know, you can count on him. When nobody's got me, Kevin Conroy's got me. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. He was. He's one of the first celebrities that I noticed, and I think a lot of them have gotten better now that like you know geeks have inherited the world and <laughs> that finally, type of thing. Finally. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I remember, like, you know, he was kind of the first ones that or, that I thought really understood the fans and and were listening to the reactions. Like, um, I forget what I was watching the other day, but, like, I you know, after I heard the news, I was doing some busy work at work and just, like, went down the YouTube rabbit hole of <laughs> interviews and just, like, you know, try, trying to get, get my fix and get some of the personal stories I hadn't heard before, some I had. But, um, you know, like, when he talked about being on crisis when he was in when he was in live action and how amazing that experience was and then he would be like yeah but the fans didn't appreciate that that was a dark batman that had killed superman mm -hmm. or like you know he'd talk about like oh i thought killing joke was really interesting but the fans didn't appreciate that we went this way and i think people find it misogynist and it was just like he is he was so in tune and had like no ego about kind of like what fans understood because like he also knew that we we fucking love seeing them in crisis, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, we, right. we, we loved all those things anyway. We loved that they got to do those things like that. That's so impressive to me as, as an actor who knows, like, you know, like he wasn't a fan, like I said, but like he kind of knew where his bread was buttered and he knew that, that we were the people that were going to love him and, and, um, that he was listening, you know, well, I, to, to that, that makes you, that reminds me of something that, that he had mentioned. I don't know when it was. It was it was like around, it was during the Nolan trilogy and someone asked him about the Batman voice that Bale does <laughs> because he's like, hey man, you're the definitive one. What, what do you think of this voice? And he was like, well, I think you have an actor there where nobody stepped in and told him, hey, why don't you take a yes, look at this, right? He was yes, very yes. diplomatic mm -hmm. about it and saying like, yeah, that was that was too much. And I think he, at some point he kind of walked it back a little bit because he felt like he, was, he didn't want to be, you know, dogging another actor who'd done a performance, but he was very just, honest but diplomatic in its own way he's always very thoughtful like i'm seeing all these people post these videos and cameos and things that he's done all these very personal thoughtful messages and i'm like wow yeah. like this guy like you know he's an actor so who, who can really say because he was a great actor but i don't know man like i feel he really was speaking like from the heart on a lot of this stuff and, and gave you real thoughtful truthful answers i i just i just remember uh seeing a, a clip of him at a convention where they had him read lines from other batman uh, sure, like, hey, like can do you, Dark Knight or whatever. Yeah, and like I like and just hearing him read it, I just remember like just kind of like just smiling, like yeah, yeah, that like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> when you yeah, when you hear him, you're like that's I don't know. It's just he 
so you know you know we had all those batmans in the 90s growing up you know as we were all kids and like we had keaton coming off you know i was i was born in 88 so they couldn't hold on to one in live action forever you know know, i was born in 88 so you know uh but like i i I don't know if i saw batman 89 before i saw the animated series so Hmm. like i was wondering like how many people like my age like that was their introduction really to batman and like yeah no, many like, so many every every uh, many everything i understand about batman is from that show <laughs> and everything else i've been seeing is this is their interpretation of batman like this is christian bale's batman this is right. you know george Clooney, but like but i never say this is kevin conroy's batman, I'm like, this batman. Is tim burton with too much money doing a thing exactly, which we love yeah. but <laughs> but like so I, I i think that's just credit to how great he was at that role and how memorable he was to us and how impressionable he was because he's a part of all of our lives because he's, he's batman you know, like, yeah. I mean, who as, doesn't love Batman? And that's who he is. As as I tweeted, you know, when he, you know, when I got news of his of his passing, like he is the standard by which all Batman are measured, yeah. right? And you know, too often I've had to in the, in the past, and it's interesting to you know now that he's passed, a lot of people seem to be walking back, you know, some of these things. But <laughs> I've had to defend, you know, my placement of him as my number one Batman for so long to who uh, to, like, to, no, just what? people just in general. Like when people like ask all the time, they're just like, well, who's your favorite Batman? And my answer is always Kevin Conroy. And the pushback that I get instantly and almost always is live action, right? Just completely mm. dismissing the fact that he is, you know, that, that, you know, he was, he was Batman because he was, you know, doing animation. And again, I say respect animation all the time. And, mm-hmm. um, and some people I've, I've seen have been like, kind of like, Oh, like kind of walking back some of their stances on 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 uh, his performance and his impact and everything, but again, he is he is Batman in the best Batman movie. He is Batman in the best three video games about Batman. He's ba- he's Batman in the best show about Batman. He's Batman in the second best show about Batman. Like he's he's the, he's the Batman in. Probably, the best know, show about the Justice yes, League. Yeah, the yes. best show about <laughs> Superman. But yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the best Batman in in uh, several other movies that are better than live action movies as well. And so it's like mm-hmm. uh, you can't you can't uh, you can't refute the numbers on that. Yeah, that's a hell of a resume. <laughs> yeah, talk about fucking numbers too, because it's just like again, how lucky are we that the good that the great actor that this performance that we love has left us. Probably days if you added up right. of performance mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. that we have to rewatch. You know, like even the most iconic people, like we love, we love but nothing against these people. We love um, Carrie Fisher, but we've got four or five movies of her Leia that we could watch in an afternoon or a day. Where it's just like I I literally randomly had a had time set aside with friend of the show Max Shadler to start playing the Arkham games yesterday for the first time oh, wow. oh, and it was enjoy. just like and and yeah and he had texted me you know on friday like sorry to hear about batman which i loved i mm-hmm. loved that text of just like i'm sorry to hear about batman mm-hmm. I'm like yeah you're right but it's like it was so nice that i'm like i get i get you know quote unquote new for me kevin tomorrow yeah. and like yeah. the, we, we're gonna be kind of discovering these little things or like rewatching Gotham Knights or you know like mm. all these little oh, things I, we did for the rest of our I lives. I forgot it's he was so Gotham nice. Knights. Yeah. Yes. Exactly, yeah. you know? So like that's that Try um, to tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um I want to get into favorite moments here for a second too. Maybe we should end with that, but it's just like all of my favorite Batman moments are are him. All of mm. like those those this all is going to be a dumb thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I I was 
it's so weird when this happens. Um, I think the last time for me was like a year ago when uh, Stephen Sondheim died. Mm. And like, I had a night. Like I kind of took a night and listened to him and drank some wine mm. and like that type of thing. And I was like at work when I heard this news and just like couldn't kind of making fun of myself. I'm like, I didn't know the man. I met him for five minutes one day. You know, like why yeah. am I so upset? And then like I'm at this day job that I love that's geeky as hell. And I'm like, I don't think I'm here if it wasn't for Batman the Animated Series, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for like all that at time. So like, I think it's so interesting when when we lose people like this that were that were artists that connected in their lifetime and you feel it. I don't know if anybody anybody have have thoughts on that. It's such a sorry, it's an esoteric idea, but it's just like all I've been thinking about is like why do we care so much? And for me it's just like I think because they connected when they were when they were here. You well, know? yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know, unfortunately, you know, I've had to experience that several times, you know, like felt this way with, you know, Michael Jackson with Prince, mm -hmm. uh, more mm -hmm. recently with Kobe Bryant. Um, yeah. That one still hurts, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, and yeah. so, um, and it's going to be, it's, and unfortunately it's going to be that way when you think about some other, some others as well. Um, it was oh, like, totally. it was like that when Christopher Reeve passed. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's it's gonna be like that, you know, for for some of these because a lot of these people, a lot of our heroes are are older now, right? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you have to think about like, you know, you know, don't want to you know be like put be a downer on this, but we got to we have to start kind of thinking about that with some of some of these figures, like like the Patrick Stewarts, the Ian McKellens, the uh, the Shatners, Harrison Fords, Harrison Fords, right? <laughs> we have to start thinking like we have to kind of start thinking about this because you know they they are older where we are very blessed that they have live in lived the you know a life as long as they have but everybody's time comes eventually right and and those people that i mentioned that i was kind of lifted listed off have been in our lives for forever but there's going to be a point where they're not yeah i i think to piggyback on that like i because he's like you know batman is huge for all of us right like some people <laughs> based their entire personalities and lives around Batman, right? Like, like Batman's that big of a character. There's a Batman um, lamp. And they become great right podcasters <laughs> because of it. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we all got Batman <laughs> shit. Yeah. No, but you know, like, like, like he's, he's a superhero, so, like, you don't, like, he's a superhero. Like, and, and by proxy, Kevin Conroy, therefore, is a superhero to me. Mm -hmm. And when superheroes pass, especially... 66 which as i'm in my 30s that's not old yeah right you know it's like that it just you you almost can't believe it like yes. these people aren't supposed to die they're heroes correct right. um and especially when they're good mm -hmm. also like they're good genuine at least from our experiences of seeing him seeing him personally it's like that that it's not fair mm -hmm. <laughs> he's a superhero that shouldn't happen to him so i think that's why it hits us so much because like they're such big parts of our lives and yes we are lucky enough to be able to go back like i can Right now, I can put on Mass of Phantasm, the Phantasm and be like, yep, I'm about to watch the best Batman movie ever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, there we got him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got, oh no, and that, that's all you're doing, Lance. Like, like, you got me, dude, all the animation, I'm on it now. Uh, you, you're talking about Matt, our favorite moments. Like, I, I feel like the, uh, the Gen Z of the group here, because I'm like, oh, the Arkham games. That's my favorite <laughs> performance of his. You know, because like, that's, that's the, that's the most time I remember sitting down 
dedicatedly spending with that character outside of mm. just watching the cartoons randomly on a on a after night afternoon in school. Like I said there for hours, getting all those Riddler trophies. Like <laughs> hearing him talk and then how do you get out of the smelting room? <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, watched, I, I've watched Lance yeah. play Medium Arkham game. I've yeah. never, I've never <laughs> owned one, but uh, we were roommates so Adam. But uh, yeah. no, so good. but Matt, to, to kind of answer your question, I think um, you know we live in this this pop culture world of fandom and multimedia and, and all that stuff, and it, it's a different era, you know, for people like us who grew Metatextual up. Metatextual relationships, constantly. yeah, that and, never yeah. existed before people our age, yeah. I don't think. And and then for and then of course for fans like us, fanatics like us, that's what fans mm-hmm. search for, right? This becomes so much of your life, right? Uh, and yeah. so it's like. Oh yeah, you, you watch this guy every day, right? As that, you know what I'm saying? It's like to be such a huge yep. part of your life, and then, uh, and then, you, and then the extra element of like you know, social media where you can interact with these people now, mm-hmm. and conventions where you go to, people have personal interactions, and there's so much more content beyond just like what you saw on the screen. You see the actor, even more so than like. Uh, a talk show from the 90s it's like no they, yes. they're on they're on podcasts mm-hmm. they're on youtube channels giving interviews you're getting insight into their lives and things that you would mm-hmm. never have known years and years ago so i mean it's just that deepens the connection i think and that's why yep. we all are where we are with these with these people yeah that's totally true and it's also the like we've touched on this a little bit but like he was by all accounts a wonderful human being mm-hmm. like no. just a a lovely man who um anyone that that hasn't please read um i think it's called finding batman yeah. his story that he wrote for um dc pride this year because he was he was um he was gay and survived by his husband but like a lot of people didn't know that a lot for of people a long didn't time. Know. he yeah. he kept it it was an old school thing but he kept it quiet and didn't come out until recently as a protection thing and you'll see fucking why mm-hmm. when you read that mm-hmm. comic but it's just like i i loved that move when when he kind of came out whatever a couple years ago it really was it really was very recent but it was just like all right you have now loved him you know any bigot reading this for the past (laughs) 25 years yeah go ahead and tell me that you don't like kevin con right now you know like fuck you like there was there at that point he'd built up that that shield that like kind of you know maybe maybe change some minds on that yeah. and we'll never know because none of us are in the section of the internet where it didn't so mm-hmm. fuck that yeah. but yeah it's just very interesting and like truly just had had a horrible upbringing and and lost tons of friends in the aids crisis yeah. and all that and it's just like it's so nice to then see that he had so much success and paid it forward and was loving and told his truth and like you know you listen to a podcast interview with him or a a convention and it's just like he's honest he'll tell you when he's when he's fucked up he'll tell you when he had an anxiety and whatnot Mm -hmm. and like that's that's all you can ask for someone like that like that's where you get that role model thing you know i think he really he really appreciated the the fandom right and understood what it meant to be people's role model you know people's favorite superhero like Mm -hmm. he he appreciated it you know that's why you know i'm sure at some point he got tired of being the I am vengeance. I am the. I'm sure he got tired of doing that, right? Mm-hmm. By grab Thor's hammer, right? Yeah, the whole, yeah exactly. The quest thing, uh, but he, but he did it. Like I, every time I've seen him or do it, like he has the same energy. He puts it into it. Like he never really phoned it in, and uh, I think that just shows a big appreciation for the, this. This again, the symbiotic relationship you know these fans have with these beloved celebrities in this way. Kills me that I never did the hundred thirty dollars or whatever for the cameo to have you know like <laughs> who yeah Matt, to that point, Matt, who's, who's, who's met him at a convention here 
I think just Matt. Really? Yeah. I, I, th- I did. I thought you'd be with me. Lance. No, I, I did the. So during the pandemic, I did, you know, those I did a bunch of those those virtual uh, virtual cons. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like in the room with him, quote unquote, like, you know, and watching a thing, yeah. uh, but I'm never in an inter- in-person react uh, interaction with him. I did, however, uh, send in for him to get uh, a poster signed for me. Look at that. It's, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's, it's massive, massive the fantastic. phantasm poster. What does it say on there, Lance? It's the iconic line, and I did. And the thing is, I didn't ask him to do that either. Like he said, the he thing he just, want. Cool. he just wrote the That's thing. Cool. And again, yep. you know, you, you mentioned like that line. Like, what a more like I can't think of another like phrase that can kind of encapsulates, you know, the character than that. Like whoever wrote, mm-hmm. whoever came up with that uh, in the writers' room is is a, is yeah, a one hundred percent G. Because who even wrote that episode? Uh, no it was probably Paul Dini, or might have been likely um, Alan Burnett, or <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah, but it, it's so epic, and like it was used in all of the promos and trailers for Batman forever the series, and forever. for for good reason, and the, for good reason, and the fucking toys, yeah. and the you know like all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. All, yeah. all this conversation has told me is that I, it's time for me to go to conventions because I, I still haven't. <laughs> I still haven't. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I never, I never met him either in person. I don't was, I don't, I don't know if I was a rat convention he was at, other than like a Comic Con, which, which is like a San Diego Comic Con, where it's like that you're, you're a grain of sand on the beach. But yeah, there, good so. luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like I figured. Yeah, oh well, he's. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he ever came to Houston Comic Con. So, Mm-mm. but it's like, oh yeah, I'll sure I'll meet him at some point, right? Yeah. You take that for granted, yeah. like you were saying. You know, they're all he's always going to be here, right? And mm-hmm. you take that stuff for granted right. and. Not that I'm like it's my greatest life regrets or anything, but I, I wish I would have I wish I would have met him at some point and, yeah. and just to, to share a good word and, and say, because like you know I've said this before I think on some podcasts because I forget what I say everywhere but I've talked so many places mm-hmm. but it's like I you know probably all right cool guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I mentioned it on Talkville yeah. I don't remember <laughs> you know I was talking to Tom and Michael about this the other day Matt, and, uh, <laughs> New best friends, Tom yeah. and Michael. Um. But uh, before, honestly, before Smallville, you know, as much as I love the Chris Reeve movies and stuff, like I probably bat, I would, you know, Batman was probably my favorite of the Superman because of the animated series. You know, Dr- dress Same. dress up in the costume when I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that that's your constant. You know, and then Smallville kind of submitted like a uh, Superman high school. Like that that's my thing. That's I'm gonna claim that. But um, yeah, just just before that, Batman the animated series would have my go to for my favorite superhero thing ever, and uh, and he was a big part of that. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, like I am a DC fan because Superman was a friend of Batman's, <laughs> and so I'm like, right. I'll give him a shot, and then you go on from there. Well, all these people work with Batman, so like, I'd like to know, you know, who, who, who is this person with wings that he's talking to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it all goes back to like again. That's why it's just like so much of my personality is wrapped up around this, and like, you know, you you hear stories, and I think it's lovely where like he's like fans want to hug him because like you know they were that show was all they had and they really kind of put that on him. And like, you know, we all understand like he was a voice actor, like Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini, like all, all these guys were, were that show too. Um, but there's something so personal about like, he was literally the book on tape that read me my first comic. Mm-hmm. He is, he is in my head. If I look at any, you know, interpretation of Batman, he's, he's the voice I hear. And like, that's, that's just so, that's so crazy. I wish I had a better memory of meeting him at that convention to share, but like I don't remember exactly what I said. I just remember I was very nervous in line, which I thought was silly because I'm like I've met more famous people. But then he was just instantly disarming. Like he he signed this 
um, weird statue behind me that's got a big flowy cape and he's like I've been signing these on the cape is that all right with you I'm like you do you absolutely you know like <laughs> I defer and um, he wasn't charging but he was just like would you like a picture I'd already signed up to get a picture with him and um, Lauren Lester oh, is that Robin who played yeah. Robin yeah so I had a picture with the two of them later on but like did a quick picture at the booth just out of the goodness of his heart and, and off it, and it, it wasn't like a I, I have a terrible but funny um, Gillian Anderson story and <laughs> Margot Kidder's story where it was just like that was the like the uh, here's your autograph the the money first he was just very very lovely and and that kind of just like disarming felt like you were the entire world when you were talking yeah. I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing I said that's <laughs> great but like yeah. that type of thing um I was the other night you know Friday night I got home and and Cat was nice enough to let us watch a couple cartoons, <laughs> and like I realized, what I really wanted to do was do like a supercut of my favorite moments, because like you know, again, he's he's the voice, and he's the voice of Batman, who is not a talky character, you know, like <laughs> tends to be quiet. But there's just these little fucking moments throughout all of these shows that I think are just like that that ring in your head, you know. Um, the first one that I thought of the other day was not even animated series; it was from the end of. Flashpoint, um, the animated movie where um, if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know, yeah. like, good fucking luck. But um, basically, when uh, the Flash gives Bruce a letter from his father and he just has that, like, you're one hell of a messenger. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you hear you hear the tears in his voice and it's just beautiful. And like that, that'll always haunt me. I don't know. Anybody feel free. Jump in. Oh, man. For, for me, it's definitely Mask of the Phantasm when he's at his parents' grave, and it's raining, and and he's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't count on being happy. Tell me it's okay, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. crying, and I'm like, oh my god, like this is the most emotional, you know, you, you I've ever seen this character, out, you know, outside of the comics, um, or maybe even more so than any of the comics. I don't know, but just what he brought to that, you know, just just the idea of I'm watching a. Uh, a grown man cry in front of his grave pleading to nothingness about some promise he made and he was a kid and he's trying mm-hmm. to get out of it and it's just oh man and that's the struggle of this character too and that perfectly mm-hmm. encapsulates everything he did perfectly encapsulates the character but to me that's my go-to like Kevin Conroy moment as the character that's fabulous too yeah I hadn't thought of that mm-hmm. recently uh, I, got, I got a line but of course it's, it's, it's from the game Lance you may, you may remember this mm-hmm. uh, I gotta spoil a little bit of it because uh, <laughs> what level? Well, well, a, a particular character dies. We'll just go there, uh, and he says, "You want to know something funny? Even after everything you've done, I would have saved you." Uh, I just the way he just that line. I don't know. I just it just hmm. after you play after you play the games, you're gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you have, it's like I've seen that cutscene. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think I can guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you can YouTube it. Um, we, we live in a YouTube world, yeah. but no, uh, really, that uh, at that point in the game, after everything you've gone through, like you've done it, like I, don't know, I just, I like, I don't know, he's awesome. I, I'm gonna guess that there's a history to that character. Yeah, that a, you, know, reference you know, there. Yeah, a little bit of history. <laughs> just two great voice actors going back, but you know, going. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, mine of of course is is in my opinion, like the best Batman scene ever. And that's, that is justice league and epilogue with uh, Batman yep, yep, and Ace, yep, yep. right? That is, uh, and what this is to me is it is, it is the most important part of Batman's character is his humanity, which I think is lost all, uh, often on people who try to do work with the constantly. And this is the best encapsulation of that. 
Ace is a metahuman and she has uh, psychokinetic type of powers uh, and she's warping reality and um, and she's dying and because she has like you know she's having an aneurysm and uh, so she has you know a device the Justice League is called in and she has this device that like will kill her because that's the only way to kind of stop her and Batman volunteers to use the device on her and Waller's like you know what this means right and he's like yeah I do and so he goes in <clears throat> goes to talk to her by herself and she basically is like well you weren't gonna use the weapon um Batman was like no I wasn't and she's like you were gonna sit with me and convince me to, to fix it before I die he's like yeah and she she does because she and she reads his mind and understands that he's had a troubled childhood like she did and that he wasn't going to kill her he was gonna try to help her in in her in her last moments which is what batman does he helps people he's a hero and so um yeah <laughs> and you know most of the animated series um showcases batman not just you know beating up on poor people and beating up people just to beat up on people for for beating up sake right all most of the time with all of those villains he is trying to help them uh yeah. In addition to stopping them, he's trying to help them so that way they don't do any do what they're doing again. And you can genuinely see the disappointment and frustration and feel that coming from Batman, aka Kevin Conroy, when they when they don't and when they and when they right. fall short of expectations. And in this one, it, it, you can see it broke Batman's heart just as much as it broke Ace's that she was dying. That he had to be there, but he helped this little girl, and um, in the end, and she. Uh, he he is there for her when when she passes. I can't imagine like that type of feeling of like you know you have Batman counseling this like ten year old girl right That's and like so holding beautiful. her hand as she dies right and and um and of course everybody else probably wonders you know what happened but Wallace like he sat with her until her time came like it's just like the the visual is just so stirring and it's so it's so beautiful. You see Batman sitting on a swing next to a child and holding her hand and. You know, just then the camera just freezes in on on the hand holding, and it's just like, yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, that's that's mine. That I mean, that's that's the one. That's the scene I immediately went to. And like two things on that. First of all, like that, I think that's again why this why Kevin's interpretation of the character, and again, all the writers and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is kind of like all the people that went into that version, but like understood that like no, he is not. He is not dead and cold to emotion he's actually the most caring mm -hmm. and feeling person in the world and because he cares so much he has had to close off like that yeah. and that scene starts with you know waller presenting the plan yeah. and this this you know gonna kill a kid device or whatever and the thing i love the most is hawk girl goes to reach for it mm -hmm. and batman like grabs her hand and it's just like no i'll do yeah. it and the first time you watch it it it's played as like Batman's the hard ass. Batman's the one that can go in and kill a kid. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and then you think about it for the first time and it's just like, Batman, the kid that was traumatized yep. as a nine-year-old was never going to do that. Like, he's doing this to save this kid, to give her the, the best, op you know, like it's just, oh God, that stuff just, just kills me. I'm, I'm getting weepy mm. just thinking <laughs> of that scene and those, those line readings. Um, another great one. We have the best Joker first Batman moments in all this. There's great scenes in Mask of the Phantasm. Mm -hmm. There's great scenes in Mad Love. Mm -hmm. And um, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, arguably not Bruce Wayne's movie. It's Terry McGinnis's movie. So this is the second best Batman movie. The second best mm -hmm. Batman, absolutely. Not kidding. The, uh, I, not hey, kidding. I didn't say no, it. Not, absolutely yeah. not. But it's not a hot take. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. no. Um, 
but uh, the the kind of final fight there and the the you know the I'll break you right break you from into ta- yeah just incredible stuff there too so just throughout again we were so lucky that that old Bruce Wayne got to sound like Bruce Wayne yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, can I read a quote from I'm subscribed Mark Guggenheim who is the architect of the Arrowverse we know that guy. yeah we know oh I'm, I'm telling you for for, <laughs> for the Lois and Clark listeners that still are somehow holding on hoping we'll talk about Dean and Terry today <laughs> um, uh, he's got a newsletter and he wrote this uh, on Friday Kevin of course was the voice of Batman blah 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 blah, blah. Uh, for an entire generation, Kevin was Batman. While we were developing Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, for the CW, we discussed the possibility of bringing back an older actor to play, quote, old Batman. Kido Shimizu, who is um, a later uh, showrunner for Legends of Tomorrow and really a big voice of what made that show worth a podcast coming <laughs> soon, um, <laughs> suggested Kevin. Kido suggested Kevin. The idea was too exciting to let the concern that voice acting is a different exercise than live action acting. But we needn't have worried. Kevin was classically trained, an actor's actor, and was pitch perfect from the second camera started rolling. And it didn't hurt that he had aged into the part in the intervening years (laughs) since Batman. Um, But I just, I loved that idea that it was just like a, a bunch of nerds around the room just going like, well, who are we gonna cast as old Batman? We could get, old Batman, I guess, mm. you know, like, it's just like, there wasn't even that, like he was such an actor and, and he, I think he talked about it on Rosenbaum's podcast, but that like, he didn't know what he was doing until like, basically he was getting on a plane and, and whatnot. But like, you know, we, we can have our criticisms for parts of crisis, of course, but like what a gift that we have that, mm. that he oh, got yeah. to do Absolutely. that too. It, you and know? it's not yeah. that he needed that, not that he needed that to kind of submit himself, right? Or, of it, course it, not. But, but it's just not. like, but it's so nice to have that. It's like, yes, here he is. Like you can actually, you can put up a picture of him. And say, here he was on screen as Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't in the costume, but he was in a sort of costume and all yeah. that. And there was enough stuff with him there where, yeah, it was short, but it was, you know, he was a big part of that episode. And just, mm-hmm. just, it was, it was so surreal to finally see him like on yeah. screen delivering the lines in that character. Just him there, come, those words coming out of his mouth in live action were just, it was just a very joyful, uh, surreal experience. And I, and yeah, you said a great man. I'm glad we have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it, it just, like they said, an actor's actor, but like came to fucking play yeah. and gave it his all and was just magic. It's a cherry things. on top of his already fantastic yes. Sunday of a career. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like when you said that. Like he didn't need that to cement himself. He was there because he had cemented himself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like that's who we wanted to see. I, I, I think with all the criticism the crisis gets and it deserves. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things like him being there, like yeah, it didn't cement his legacy. But man, everyone that came back for Crisis did that purely for fans, mm-hmm. and that that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him, I was like, he did this for us. Like he didn't do it because he needed a check. He didn't do it because he wanted to be a live action Batman. He was like, no, the fans would love to see this. So that's why I'm going to do it. And that's like all you need to do for me to be a super fanboy of you. So everyone <laughs> yeah, that came exactly. back during that is just like, yeah, man, they did that for us. Like they didn't have Good no business you. doing that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's just a tribute to his character. Like seeing him come back to do that, to be used in that way, which he didn't have no, you know, he had to say so over it, but like to come back to do that uh, and give it his all and still we're sitting there talking about it years later, like it, it wasn't how we would have used it, but man, it was great to see him. It's just cool. Yeah. Maybe it was a gift. Well, Matt, one last thing I do want to see, and I mentioned Adam West off the top, 
and uh, you and I talked about him when he passed away, and and I, you know, I saw a uh, I saw a tweet going around on about on social media about here are the most two iconic Batman, and we've lost them both, and it was mm-hmm. Beware the Grey Ghost episode, and it's yep. you know Kevin Conroy and Adam Weston reacting I'm like, oh, it's so true, like it is. If they're, right. if they're yeah. but talk about consistent consistency or through the ages, Batman, those are the two that mm-hmm. stuck with the character through ups and downs and whatnot, various forms of appearances. And yep. Adam those West are my, and those are my two favorites. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're both on my Mount Rushmore, you know, of Batman, uh, Adam West and Kevin Conroy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Adam West himself became the, the voice actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the so it's, it's yes. how they're connected in this way. It's so fascinating. But if there was one, like one way to kind of like celebrate, you know, and, and and their their roles in and as the characters and in, in our lives is, is watching that episode of Where the Great Ghost. What a great gift that is, right? Mm-hmm. For that main series, guys. Like, who yeah. do we get yeah. to play? You know, the Batman Zero, the yeah. guy that inspired Batman. Batman. So, like, yeah. it's the same. That's where my mm-hmm. mind went there. That's it's the same thing yeah. there, and I'm definitely going to be watching that in, in celebration of this. Um, well, thank you guys for for nerding out and uh, and remembering with me. Um, as if you don't get enough fucking plugs <laughs> on this show already. Where can everybody find you? Zach, I heard you had a good week. He's had a great, he's had a great month slash great year. Zach has had a great year. Yeah, it's been okay? a good year. This has been an amazing year for Zach. It's, it's been a good year. Yeah, I got married, the Astros on the World Series, and I got to be on yeah. Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. <laughs> oh. Who's the host of that? The guy that played uh, the guy that played Lex, I think. I don't know. Um, yeah, oh, the, the Flash. Yes, the Flash. Uh, oh, it's the Justice Unlimited. Uh, it's the it's the it's the guy from Cheaper by the Dozen, and then the guy from Kicking It Old School. So apparently, they're yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, how they yeah. met. The but anyway, the yes, yeah, yeah, always yeah. on the Smallville. We talk about Smallville. All y'all are on there all the time, and yep. uh, and find us on. Facebook at Always Alone with Smallville and Twitter at Always Smallville with one S. So we're over there. We started season eight now. So, and we got a really cool bump in off the top. Yeah. It's sure really do. exciting. So, hell yes. Um, real quick, what is the Tom Welling movie I'm thinking of? He wasn't the, fog. the Fog. Don't see the Fog. fog. Yes. The Fog is bullshit. Fuck Don't go see the Fog. I almost, almost jokingly said The Myth, but I was like, that's not it. And I couldn't remember what it was. So I just let no, it go. No, yeah, now I look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, Lance, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias, and you can find me and Kev on Always Hold On to Arrow. We were talking about Ooh. all the things that make Arrow Arrow. You can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. Yeah, you can find me same places on Twitter at Chill Us C H I O underscore U S. Uh, you can also find me and co-host Chris Fuchs talking about all the things that make Star Wars Star Wars <laughs> on Always Hold On to Star Wars a part of the Always Hold On To Network the growing growing beautifully growing network uh, that's been created by our buddy Zach here yeah, and, and we got one more show coming don't we Matt yeah Wave Riders coming in <laughs> hot guys uh, coming in strong um, usually we'll sign off uh, with a folk off to everybody here but um, I thought it would be nice if we all said the thing okay they bet the, the Kevin Conroy thing at once here. So uh, I'm going to do a three, two, one. And if we could all give our, our best, that'd be great. So three, two, one. I, I am vengeance. vengeance. I, I am the knight. Nice. I, I am, am Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs>
I am. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. This is good. This of course, is fun. Man. Thanks.